You are listening to Mountain Bike Radio. Hello, Mountain Bike Radio listeners. This is Inside Mountain Bike Radio. I'm your host, Ben Welnack. And with me is the guy behind Epic Rides, Todd Sato. So, Todd, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. All right. So, listeners, you have been hearing intros and show sponsors by Epic Rides for, what, I think the last month and a half now. So, you're very familiar. You All the intro music, I, I think I noted in a couple episodes, uh, Shaky Graves. And I know I've gotten some feedback from some of you that you can't get it out of your head. That is a good thing. I did the same thing the other day. I did, uh, Todd, you should know this too. I did a, a long ride the other day and seriously, from like hour two to hour four, um, I was listening, I wasn't listening, just listening in my head to Dearly Departed by Shaggy Graves. Um, so I just wanted listeners to know, um, instead of another in- intro, Todd has been a guest several times on Mountain Bike Radio and, um, I appreciate that. He's always been a big supporter. So instead of intro, we have him on. So, <laughs> so this episode, uh, we are going to just catch up a little bit on the whiskey off road, which happened uh, a couple weeks ago. And then we'll get the details on the Grand Junction off road, which is coming up May 29th through the 31st in Grand Junction, Colorado. So let's dive right in, Todd. Let's get up to date. Uh, talk about the whiskey, talk about, about the Grand Junction off-road, talk about Shaky Graves. Um, I actually heard them on the, uh, I heard an advertisement, or no, a discussion on the radio. This is, uh, out here in North Dakota, we get, uh, Minnesota, uh, sports station, and I was driving and I heard, uh, they were talking about some music festival around Minneapolis, and Shaky Graves was on the, uh, band list. So I thought nice. that was kind of cool. So, anyhow, alright, let's, uh, that's enough of me blabbering and talking about that, but, uh, let's, let's talk about what you have going on. Let's, what's going on? Let's talk about whiskey first. Let's get people caught right. up on that. So we're, we're coming off of a, a really good whiskey off-road. It was the 12th annual for the event. And of course, this year was unique and, and that last year was extremely unique. We had a, a, just a really bad weather year. Um, the, the, you know, it, it result, we, you know, what, 2014, we had a, like a torrent downpour at the start, which evolved into almost a whiteout for snow, <laughs> of course. And, uh, and so people really got exposure to some pretty harsh conditions and, um, a lot of people weathered it, which was impressive. Uh, so it made for a notable last year. And then of course, carrying that legacy into this year was something we were looking forward to shaking. And, uh, and I think we only shook it a little bit. Um, we had, we had perfect weather for riding, but the post event party required us to be a little bit more dynamic. Um, but so I guess as far as the ride went, the, uh, the participants really enjoyed it. They had perfect conditions. It was like fifties, high fifties, low sixties out the whole time, uh, intermittent drizzling rain. Um, so really it allowed people to just have a great day in the forest and not overheat. And, uh, and then of course the, the soil was nice and tacky kind of ego dirt or hero dirt, you know, and <laughs> ego so dirt. I haven't heard ego dirt before. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Full on ego dirt. Um, yeah, cause your, your tires hook up better and, yep. and just feel like you're a better rider sometimes. Yep. Um, uh, who was I talking to? Was it Howard Gratz who ended up actually winning the, the pro men's field on, uh, on Sunday? 
And he was just talking about how you could lean the bike over, you know, tremendously and, and still connect with the, you know, connect tire to dirt really well. And, and it made it for really nice conditions. Um, the downside was on the dirt road portion of the course, uh, the climb out of Skull Valley. You know that, that tire monster that, per, that, that makes you feel like someone's just grabbing your back tire and pulling yeah. it down? That's, yeah. So the, the top layer of the road was a little bit soft. And so that definitely made the times a little bit slower on the day. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but it was it was a heck of a weekend. Like I said, on the riding side, conditions couldn't have been more perfect. Um, Howard Grotz won on Sunday and uh, Sam Gaze from New Zealand won on Friday in the, the fat tire crit for the men. And then Chloe doubled up on the weekend. Chloe Woodruff, Chloe's just crushing it, crushing it at our events right now. It's she's like six wins in a row, basically. Yeah. <laughs> six for six, yeah. It fits um, her. I think it just fits her her riding style really well. Yeah, it it certainly. Um, it, yeah, know, the whiskey it, doesn't hurt because she lives there. Yeah, so it, you're you're spot on. Like she, you know, the fact that she can win both in Prescott and Grand Junction just speaks to her skills. You know her exploits. She's a, a solid mountain biker. Like it's not. She's not a strong roadie faking it on a mountain bike. She's right. a absolute through and through mountain biker, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, the fact that she's gone back to back in Prescott, it you know, it's her backyard too. So that would make sense. Um, as far as the party, which uh, we certainly always pride ourselves on, the party that happens on the event weekend too. Um, we were that was a little bit more daunting. The uh, but fortunately, our headliner, Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, um, which draws just this massive crowd, thousands and thousands of people, um, and they have this just great, great music. Um, they were awesome. They moved to a bar uh, in downtown Prescott, and so we just packed the bar. Like there was, it was sardines, standing room only. People standing outside the front door that could probably barely even see the stage, but could hear the music, um, just partying into the night, you know. <laughs> so it was cool. It was like that, just great quality of the mountain bike community that everybody just rolled with the punches, had fun, and you know, enjoyed their their day on the side in the saddle, and then enjoyed their evenings around Prescott, both Friday, Saturday night, and you know, ate good food and partied and had fun. Yeah. So you're, I, I want to ask you from a, a race director perspective, you're not listeners Todd's not exactly the the guy I'm sure he worries but he's not really the guy to you know seems like he would freak out about things <laughs> so be, from last year to this year you had all that bad weather did it, do you go into it thinking okay you know is it, do you just go about it the normal way or is there any additional um I don't know marketing or push one way or another to to make sure people know that generally the weather's pretty good like the chances of having that again are are really crappy or do you just not worry about it and just go about your business and there's nothing, you know, the people aren't going to show up, aren't going to show up or is there anything you consider with that? You know, we were talking about this the other day. A few of us from here went up to the 12 hours of Mesa Verde and we were having this dialogue because the forecast for Mesa Verde wasn't so solid. And then they got a whiteout an hour and a half and had to cancel it. Because, not because people weren't riding through it. All the mountain bikers were glad to go out in the snow and if they didn't want to, then they just didn't. Mm-hmm. But but the the trails weren't weathering it very well, so we stopped, and it was a great call on the promoter's part. And then you know, and everybody was super receptive and, and appreciative of it. And then we all went out and rode the course the next day. It, it was resilient, you know, like the course was buff and perfect. So, but for us, you know, we were talking about it how we're growing right now. We're launching a new event next year, uh, 2016, and we're going to get to the point where we have like six, eight, you know, eight or nine events a year between what we have now plus the ones that are coming online down the road. 
to create a more you know, thorough national cross-country series. And at that point, we'd be playing our odds every year. If we couldn't handle the weather, we shouldn't be doing it, you know, because <laughs> yeah. that many events, it's just, you know, the weather's unpredictable. It doesn't matter where you go or what you do. So we just need to be prepared to operate in any conditions. And it's good to have a plan B, you know. Um, if the if the weather got so bad in Prescott that we couldn't use uh, the, the course the way we had intended for, then we have a plan B up our sleeve. Um, same thing in the Tour of the White Mountains, our event that's in October. Um, that's a legendary event for not that it gets bad weather often, but when it does, it's peanut butter mud. So it destroys the trail and it destroys bikes really quick. Mm-hmm. And so rather than run that risk, we have a plan B up our sleeve so that whatever happens, the odds are still extremely high that everyone that signed up for an event that weekend is going to get an event and they're going to have fun doing it. They just might be riding really bad conditions over trails that they didn't plan to ride on. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No, yeah. that's, I just wanted to give people an idea of the thoughts that go through a, a race director, especially on your level, putting together, you know, like you said, putting together these, well, national series, uh, I guess, events. Um, I think it, it gives a little, it, it gives them a little bit to think about, you know, instead of just going to the next event and something happens, bitching about it, just realize that there's, there's a lot that goes into it. So <laughs> yeah, it, you know, I want to be fair on both sides. It's, you know, I understand it as a rider. It's like, man, you go all that way and it just didn't work out the way you wanted it. But, you know, it happens. So, all right. So Prescott, uh, you know, listeners, I, I want to throw a shout out in there because I've done the whiskey off road two years. Um, and the, we, the, the two years that we were there, it was beautiful weather. It's like 70 degrees and, but <laughs> something I, I didn't, I guess I didn't really think about it and didn't really check out the area enough. I just checked out the race information, but, on the way there, I didn't realize that Prescott, Arizona is at elevation. What is it? 7,000 feet? 6,000 feet? Five and a half. Yeah. Five and a half. Something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you get out and it's not, uh, and out on course, you're up in the tree. It's like, it's mountain, kind of mountainous, um, up in the trees. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful area. It's, it's way beyond what I thought it would be. So I would recommend it. So if you ever have the chance to do it, go do it. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> But, uh, alright. So we got that. You mentioned this, the series. I noticed actually on the website, you added a, you added a, I don't know when it was, maybe a couple months ago, but that little series thing on there. And I was like, oh, uh oh, what's, what's going on with that? <laughs> um, you kind of snuck that one in there and I didn't, uh, yeah. Um, so we, all right. We do you want to talk about that or you want to talk about the grand, the grand, ju- grand junction off road? Well, I can, there's only a little bit that I'm comfortable talking about right now. All right, perfect. So then let's get that little bit. Yeah. Um, So we got a commitment from a third venue uh, for the Epic Rides Off-Road Series. So just really quick background, the Whiskey Off-Road, we've spent almost a decade now developing that event with the hopes that we could develop a model that we could then take national and spread the mountain biking gospel with... um, you know, a pretty consistent experience on, on localized trails and so forth. So kind of like the, you know, for lack of a better example, like the rock and roll marathon of, of mountain biking, you know, or just really going back to the Norma days and having that, that cohesive unified front for cross country mountain biking on a national level. Yeah. Consistency, um, so the, like you said, consistency, that's important. Yeah. yeah. There, there's a lot of things at play in that, in that area that we can table and, you know, get to that another day. Mm-hmm. Um, but the key part is that, I th- you know, I like to think that our our roots are very authentic and, and sincere in mountain biking. You know, this is Epic Rides is something that I co-founded 16 years ago, and everybody in this office rides a mountain bike, and you know, we have a you know pretty darn good time doing what we do here. 
but it's because our hearts are all in mountain biking. Like it's not because we care about triathlon or, you know, some other odd interest of like some of these big companies, you know, we're just, we're just, we just love this stuff, you know? So, <laughs> so, so that said, um, you know, the, the Grand Junction off-road, which we're going to chat about more is a product of, um, expanding and, and taking the show on the road and, and seeing what we could do to, to create a, a, you know, a consistent product. And so then now that we're you know getting into this, the third venue, we just got a commitment from them and, um, you know, we're diving headfirst into d- developing that event for a 2016 launch. It'll be in June, 2016. And it's a, it's a different region. It's not the Southwest. It's not the mountain States. It's, um, you know, our, our, our intentions are to, to bridge out, you know, and what, what I can't, it, what region is it in? Yeah, that I won't say. I'll ah. give you this. It's, it's left of the Mississippi and, and, and the area it's in is outrageous. Like the trails, I've ridden some of the trails and the people that have interacted with the mountain bike community that we're, we're going to be entering into. And the region is, I couldn't think of a better place to go next. I'm like, I can't tell you how excited I am. Cool. Um, I guess like maybe really pathetic, cheesy hint would be to, uh, never mind. I'm not going to go there. No, that's fine. I, I just want to know. That, um, you know, it's good if it's like close to where I'm at. So we're good. <laughs> I'm just trying to plan out my June. That's all. Cause I, you know, cause whiskey, whiskey is something that I used to do or I did, um, when you're in Colorado because you could hitch a ride with somebody or whatever and it worked out. Um, yeah. but now I just can't that time of year. I just can't swim. I can't get down there at this point in my life. So kind of like, yeah. all right. And, and I want to say too, that since Oh, I don't even know when, but I, you know, the NUE is great with a hundred milers, but there's only so many hundred milers you can do. It's such a commitment to, you know, if you do a hundred mile after a hundred mile after a hundred mile after a hundred mile, you're just trashed, right? 50 miles. It's a little bit different. And then you have an option, 25 miles. Um, yeah. That kind so, of thing. Yeah, so that's- the part of it is uh, really cultivating entry into the sport. And, and mm-hmm. even then, 50 is still pretty long, you know, or 40 in Grand Junction. Mm-hmm. So we've got the, the multiple distances, 15, 30, or 40 in Grand Junction, 15, 30, or 50 in, uh, in Prescott, the whiskey. And then, um, yeah, similar similar type distances. Yeah. Um, yeah, the key part is that these weekends, you, you're right, like they don't crush – they will extend you. Like a 15 – the 15 is not easy just because it's 15. It doesn't make it all of a sudden like a walk in the park. Like the terrain is legit mountain biking. Mm-hmm. Everything's authentic cross country mountain biking, you know? Um, uh, but when you're done, like you have enough gas left in the tank to celebrate all night, you know, like yeah. the all finishers in Prescott receive a pint glass, all which we're on whiskey row. There's a lot of bars on whiskey row. Um, all finishers in grand junction receive a wine glass. We're in Colorado's wine country. The West slope is mm-hmm. the wine it's actually the highest wine country uh, elevation-wise in, oh, really? in, uh, in America. Yeah. There you go. So kind of a, un, a uncommon fact. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So, so, so the idea is that we cultivate these environments all weekend where it's, you know, the ride is fantastic. And that's the must-do part of it. But then it's accented by things that even non-mountain bikers can enjoy. So like family and friends can show up and watch the free live music all weekend and, uh, you know, peruse the expo, which you can do on the off hours. And then there's also like tons of other trails. Like Prescott has 
just a really expansive trail system. And, and Grand Junction has a really, I mean, Grand Junction is ridiculous. Everybody knows about Fruta. They know about Moab an hour away. They know about, they're learning about Palisade. Um, there's so much good riding on the West Slope in Colorado that's all flanked, like in the immediate area of Grand Junction. Mm-hmm. That you, know, you go out and you do your ride on Saturday, but you can show up on, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday before, or you can stay until Monday or Tuesday after. And the idea is that, you know, that 15, 30 or 40 isn't so much that you wouldn't be able to ride other days too. So you can get out and ride, you know, bits and pieces of Fruita. You can ride the course in Grand Junction, which is a really nice selection of trails that are, you know, high profile, like the lunch loops. And then you can also get over and ride like the Palisade Rim Trail in Palisade, which is ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, there's definitely a lot of options going on. So let's, um, let's talk about the event weekend, but first I want, I want to remind people. So if you're listening to this and you're like, where can I get more information? You can go to epicrides.com. And right there it says on the homepage, it says coming up. And there you can click on the Grand Junction Off-Road. Register there. Um, just a reminder too, it's May 29th to the 31st. So you got a couple of weeks. And you can keep up to date too. Um, follow Epic Rides, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. And there's a specific page for Grand Junction Off-Road, too. So if you go to facebook.com slash Grand Junction Off-Road, that'll give you all the up-to-date, nitty-gritty, what's going on, updates, all that good stuff. Um, all right. So Grand Junction weekend. What, uh, what's all going on? There's like a, there's a whole festival going on, right? Yeah. So maybe most importantly, um, just touching on the trails a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, the Bureau of Land Management there is, uh, they are supportive of the event, and uh, so we get access to some really choice trails. Uh, like I said a second ago, the Lunch Loops trail system is our ingress and egress into the, the whole course, and, um, and that's, that's kind of legendary at this point. So if any of the listeners aren't familiar with it, definitely just search it. There's even a Facebook page for it, I think. Yeah. Um, and there's some, some pretty good videos, too, I think. Um, so I'll put those in the show notes. So if you're listening to this, uh, just go to the show page and I'll, I'll dig up some videos or pictures of, uh, of the area. So, yeah. So yeah, they're really well documented to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, let's see here. So they're called the lunch loops because they are really close to downtown. So people go there on their lunch break and get in a ride basically. So we start and finish downtown. And then as a group, we neutral rollout to the lunch loops. We have a police escort from the Grand Junction PD, which is kind of awesome. And um, so it's a nice way to start, warm up a little bit. And then uh, we ride through the lunch loops on the Tavo Watch, connect to the Connector Trail or the Gunnison Connector Trail. The locals call it the Connector. Um, and then uh, and then ride our way up to Twist and Shout and Butterknife. And, and these are all like really high caliber trails. Like Again, if you were going for a ride with your buddies at lunch or in the evening or morning, like you would pick these trails. They're good quality mountain biking trails. It's not watered down or anything. And uh, as far as Twist and Shout and Butterknife, Twist and Shout's got its name from the sensation, I guess, or the emotion. Like it's one of those trails that you're riding and halfway through you realize you just have a big grin. It's kind of nice. Butterknife is smooth like a hot knife and butter. It's it, it's Maybe it's the opposite of that. It's very technical, but if you can carry your speed, it's the most amazing experience ever. It's seven miles of like high caliber uh, good technical riding, you know, uh, again, just goes back to that whole authentic mountain biking. It's not, you know, it's not enduro. It's not cross country. It's just mountain biking. It's the good stuff. You know, mm-hmm. the views, the views throughout are massive. Uh, the Gunnison river is right below 
course, Grand Junction gets its name from the the confluence of the Gunnison River and the the, the Grand River or the Colorado River now, um, thus Grand Junction, right? Yeah. So, um, so the trails uh, through that point through Butterknife are phenomenal. Uh, the forty Granders or forty Milers, uh, they they go after Butterknife. They continue out onto the Magellan Loop. It's a big dirt road spin. Um, again, you dive into the Gunnison River Valley at that point. And, um, and it's nice. There's just like huge expansive views and uh, good quality double track with some sort of selective lines in it throughout and some pretty big descending. Um, there's a massive descent into Rough Canyon. Uh, it's like thousands of feet and a couple of miles. And it's just, you know, it's, it's got its moments where it's just squirrely dirt road, but it's, it's got other moments where it's like burned out corners and, and pretty sick. And then the climb out of it is like a thousand feet in a mile. And it's a, it's a big, one huge continuous piece of slip rock. So it's, it's nuts. Like the only reason you could even get traction on it is probably because it's so porous. It's slick rock, you know, mm -hmm. but it's like uber steep, very challenging. Uh, the single speeders just have to grunt it out. It's pretty cool. Um, and then from there, there's a pretty big descent down to Andy's loop. Andy's is, uh, you see a lot of pictures on our website or a lot of stuff that we blast out in the social networks. It looks like, like you're running on the moon, basically. That's Andy's, and it's like it's just special terrain. I, I've never seen that anywhere else. Uh, it's surrounded by cryptobiotic soil, which is pretty sensitive. So we make, you know, we make everybody aware of that throughout the event experience, just to be, um, to be uh, aware and, and respectful of the the local terrain and, and soils and stuff because they're they're living in that regard, and they take a long time to grow back. Uh, and then so people finish through Andy's and then over to Eagle's Tail and. It's it's really like if you know anything about Grand Junction, then you you might recognize a lot of these trail names. They're really high quality trails, so it's pretty cool. So the ride is is fantastic. Um, the thirty and the fifteen grand are variations of that, basically. Um, the eight stations are supported by uh, Scratch Labs and Camelback. Um, a really standout uh, item that we have that's in the goodie bags that we encourage people to take with because it's a it's the perfect ride um, supplement is uh is pickle pops ben have you ever heard of pickle pops i've heard of it i've never tried them <laughs> <laughs> i'm these gonna have things, to dig up the link for that one dude we've made so many jokes about these things but they're legit like we've been putting putting pickle juice at our aid stations for years or just yeah. jars of pickles. but this is like this is like the the straight no chaser just it's, it's a like an otter pop with pickle juice in it basically Jeez. and it's fantastic <laughs> it's a shot of sodium is what it is like on a hot day it's it's the key to success basically it's pretty yeah. funny some so. people seriously do they carry pickle juice with them so makes sense yeah. totally i, I think boxers soak their hands in it to toughen the skin up what's that i think boxers used to soak their hands in pickle juice to toughen oh really huh. yeah i didn't hear that I, I didn't know that you learn something yeah. new every day <laughs> Yeah. So that's the course. It's, it's fantastic. And, uh, you know, it's, it's certainly road trip worthy, uh, destination worthy riding. Yeah. And it sounds uh -huh. like, um, with the, I know with the whiskey, it seemed like with the, cause I know of a couple people, their kids actually did the 15 and they, you know, the other, the, the parent did like the, the 30 or the full. Yeah. Uh, so is that possible? Is Grand Junction, is that kind of the same format? Like is, you know, a capable kid able to go out and do the, the shorter ones or even, you know, the longer one, I'm sure they'd know at that point, but is that something that they could, you know, you'd reasonably tell somebody that, Hey, yeah, bring them out, do it. 
Yeah, I, you know, for a second I thought you were talking about Grand Junction last oh, no, year. No, I'm saying, uh, I'm saying with Grand. I I know that some people did it this year with whiskey for Grand Junction. I mean, would you say, hey, that's you know, bring them out. They do the short one. You know, it's it's challenging, but at the same time, it's doable. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, last year, uh, um, a couple of a couple of sisters, two girls, twins. I think twelve or thirteen years old. Uh, rode the 15 grand with their mom. Okay. So yeah, yeah. It, don't get me wrong. Like it's a challenging course, but right. if it, it just takes a constitution, like, you know, you've got to be determined to finish. Right. Um, and that's the idea. When you get that wine glass at the end, like heck, when you hit this, the pavement on the return into downtown, there's a little bit of like, all right, you know, like this is, um, I am at my best right now, you know? I yeah, and you definitely thing. nailed, I, I will say you definitely nailed, that's, I'm guessing that's part of the model because you definitely nailed that with uh, coming down in the Prescott too because you do that and it doesn't matter what place you are. If you watch all the people finishing later on, they're racing down that road, you know, they get their, and then they get down that little stretch, hands in the air. Like it's a big deal for every per. If you stand there and watch it, it's a big deal for every person. So I, yeah, I totally understand that. Feeling. My friends make my friends make fun of me. Like I clap when I hit the pavement. When after if we're going out and we're riding the whiskey course, it's like we're doing the pre ride weekend, or you know if we're going out to prep in Grand Junction, we ride the course, and you know like it's a bit of a haul. Like these are these are rides that are challenging. Like you might go out and ride pieces of these trails, but you might not ride the whole forty on a given you know evening, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's going to test people, and that's the idea. But you know obviously. When we've got youngsters finishing it, then it's very attainable for, you know, all levels of mountain biker, as long as they're trying, you know, they're putting some effort into preparing for it. Um, but yeah, when I, when I hit the pavement, I usually clap a few times and it's kind of like, you know, <laughs> all right, I'm in one piece. My bike's in one piece. Heck yeah. Let's go party. You know? Right. Yep. So, yeah. okay. So in case anybody's wondering, it's bobspicklepops.com. <laughs> I think I think they say something about being like uh um like for people with closet pickle I don't know pickle juice yeah habits or something like that. Are you an athlete <laughs> looking for a competitive advantage or a closet pickle juice drinker? See what there people <laughs> are saying on Facebook. Oh, so there are other pickle drinker juice drinkers out there. Interesting. All right. These drinkers unite. Yes, exactly. Presented by US Bank. Yes, exactly. All right. So, okay. So pickle pops, we got the course. Um, and like I said too, check out the, check out the show page because I'll dig up some videos, um, for you there. So it'll be pretty cool. And check this. I'll, I'll link them too. So you just check the show notes. If you're listening to this on the app, just go to the, the, for the iPhone, there's a little E in the right hand corner. Just touch that while you're listening and you can go through all the different links. Like you can browse all you want and keep listening. So it's pretty slick. Um, all right. So the rest of the weekend, what's going on? Shaky Graves. Um, so I want so to mention that. Year, so go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So this year we partnered up with Grand Junction's art and music festival, their downtown art and music festival. And, and we're kind of like this, this is a couple things are different this year. Um, one, we moved the event from Labor Day weekend to the, the last weekend in May this year. So May has five weekends this year. So it's the fifth weekend is the weekend after Memorial Day. And so it, between those two things, we're seeing a huge influx of registration, a lot of interest. 
And, and the hype is phenomenal right now. People are really excited about it, and, and rightfully so. So we partnered up with this music festival, and we've got three full days of free music, 20 bands over three days, four stages at the venue, and I'll explain that in a second. And then it's headlined by Shaky Graves. So Shaky is a, a definitely an emerging artist. You mentioned you heard him on radio recently or they're talking about him. Like when we booked him back in January, he had like 30,000 likes on Facebook. Now he's knocking on 100,000 likes. And that was that was four and a half months ago, four months ago. Yeah. So he's like he's the kind of guy that people can come and see him for free at the event, whether they're riding or not. Just show up, have fun, ride all the trails in the, um, you know, in, in the, the West Slope. And, and have a blast and drink wine or ride the event too. We don't care. Just come party with us. Um, but see him for free and then know that he's already selling concert tickets for 30 to $40 a pop right now. <laughs> yeah. He's fantastic. Yeah. So we're pretty excited about him. Also, we've got headliners on uh, Thursday and Friday night too. Um, James McMurtry, who just recently released an album, he's, he's old school and, and has a huge following. He'll be fun. Uh, we're doing a, a party with him, uh, drop in party at, uh, Edgewater Brewery, which is down on the Colorado, the banks of the Colorado, on Thursday night. And then uh, downtown at the at the venue, which is also where Shaky's playing on Saturday. Friday night is Big Sam's Funky Nation, which is like a jazz band with, like I don't know, like they got to be about eight to ten pieces. Um, so really fantastic. Like the whole weekend has, has really evolved into just you know, a nice accent piece to a mountain bike event. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, we also have the pro category. Um, which has a $30,000 equal payout cash purse. And that's part of the, the off-road series, which is at a total of 60,000 between whiskey and grand this year. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So that provides, a little, lot. provides a little incentive for the, for the fast guys too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. It turns into entertainment, you know, which right. is what we could only hope for, for pro mountain biking. Right. right. Um, but yeah, the, the, the venue is based in downtown on main street. And in Grand Junction, the city of Grand Junction is fantastic. They they closed down Main Street for us for three days. Um, we fill it in with four concert stages and about between 30 and 40 industry vendors. So folks like you know Maxis is, are going to be there and Pivot, Camelback and you know, Stands, Goal Zero, all those guys. And I'll get to that in a second because they're all doing really cool stuff. They're giving away stuff, which is always nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and then we have, on Friday night, we have a fat tire crit. So there's music going on. Um, oh, really important to mention. Uh, so four city blocks of downtown is one giant beer garden sponsored by Sierra Nevada. So so all of Main Street, the whole expo I just mentioned, the start-finish line, all the concerts are all enveloped in one beer garden. So you can go to one of three different bars and grab a Sierra Nevada beer. And then go and walk around and like you can you can, you know, sit and talk it out about the new um, you know, one by XT that Shimano just launched with folks from Shimano and drink a beer with them. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Can't really do that anywhere <laughs> else. <laughs> so so we're, we're pretty excited about this, this sort of evolution of the event. You know, like the new date's great. Uh, the, uh, the beer garden is huge. And the music festival is fantastic. So, you know, for basically the cost of a registration, or really you can even just show up for free and not ride in the event. But if you register, you're going to get a tremendous amount of value through the weekend. And, you know, secretly, we're also just bringing a ton of more people to mountain biking, which is nice because that's, again, we just love this stuff. We just want more people to become mountain bikers. Mm -hmm. So 
We're pretty excited. I mentioned the expo area. So stands from noon to four. If you go to their booth, they'll freshen up your stands for you on your bike for free. Oh, sweet. So for, They're gonna have for a your ride on. They're going to have a <laughs> Anyway, the stands roadmaster is going to be just, just throttled with yeah. how many tires he's going to stand. Because <laughs> yeah. it's one of those things that uh, we all, we all just probably don't do it often enough. Right. Because by the time we do, yeah. you see pictures of all the right. time. They have big stands balls in them because he's been sitting in there for eight months, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. So take pictures of these things. There's a hashtag for them. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, goal zero is going to be divide free charge free charging free charging devices all weekend. So if you need to top off your cell phones, so that you can post your latest selfie on your hash- and hashtag it with the a stanzable thing, you know, then you can do that. <laughs> um, or epic rides. Camelback. They, yeah, that'd be good too, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, Camelback hooked us up. Like, so they've got, besides just being pretty fun people, um, like really fun, definitely bring as many beers as you can to Seth all weekend. That's just flat right there from a Camelback. Um, but uh, <laughs> just get him. He's gonna, he, yeah, he's going to hear this and be like, oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> gonna have to bring in bring in help um so yeah so of course we've got tons of product from all these guys to give out like people will leave with far more than they ever thought they could leave with as far as product from event sponsors and stuff but but camelback also they kind of went above and beyond they gave us 200 custom water bottles so we did 200 custom designed grand junction um podium bottles so we'll give those out throughout the weekend and like we don't really we give plenty to you know first through fifth but we really give a lot to just everybody that shows up whether it's for like you know, the awards or the pre-ride meetings or just smiling, walking through the expo, whatever it is. So just sort of, you know, wear a smile and cross your fingers and you probably get one of these water balls. It's awesome. Um, Pivot. Or or how about if they mention, uh, they heard it, uh, heard you talking on mountain bike radio. They come up to you and say, Hey, I heard you on mountain bike radio. You're going to give them a bottle. Yes. Anybody that does that. Pack a, a couple dozen bottles on me. All right, there you go. So, listeners, <laughs> if you're headed to Grand Junction for the Grand Junction off road, find Todd, track him down, and say, "Hey, you heard it. You heard him on Mountain Bike Radio." So, there you go. You get a custom bottle. Awesome. <laughs> now they have to know what you look like. Please don't tackle me. <laughs> right, exactly. If they do, they have nothing to do with Mountain Bike Radio. <laughs> you didn't hear it. You don't know what it is. We're all good. All right. So, yeah. So a lot of stuff um, for sure. Yeah, Pivot and Maxis are doing a slow ride competition. So they've got like some really like big hit bikes from uh, from Pivot, okay. and then they deflate the tires. So they're really hard to ride slow. Swagged <laughs> out. Maxis is doing like huge discounts on their tires, so you can buy Maxis tires, fresh tires for next to nothing. Um, Subaru Adventure Team, which is something they just launched, uh, they're going to do a car packing competition. So pack the 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 trunk of the car most efficiently, uh, both style and time. And, um, and then win pretty cool stuff from them too. They've got like, just go say hi to those guys. They have so much stuff to give away. It's kind of frightening. I think they're going to rival our retail booth, but <laughs> nice. I, the moral, the moral yeah. of the story with that is don't be afraid to go to the expo and actually talk to people. You know, oh, yeah, like sure. if you're, if you're one of those people that normally goes to an event and just kind of doesn't say anything, doesn't talk to anybody and kind of just, you know, doesn't do much seriously just walk up to somebody and say hi my name is ben (laughs) because you're all there for the same reason you're all mountain bikers you all have something to talk about so this is your opportunity 
to do that. So that's my my plug yeah. to start talking. Gets free stuff. Yeah, yeah. This whole thing is you know like shamelessly. It's inspired by Sea Otter. I went to Sea Otter years ago before we got you know knee deep in epic rides and what it's become and all this stuff. Um, I went there and Marzoki uh, warranted my fork on the spot. And I was like, wait a second, why doesn't every event have this? This is amazing, you know? <laughs> so, you know, it's like Shimano's going to be there. If you need your drivetrain warranty or you need something fixed, just take it over. They'll do it on the spot, you know? Yeah. But that's that makes it such an amazing experience. And it's different from just going for a mountain bike ride with your buddies at that point. Like, there's real value in those, you know, leaving with a, a goodie bag full of stuff. It's just phenomenal. You know? yeah. So, exactly. something to but I kind of got distracted. We were talking about the pros. Yeah, no, that's um, fine. I, I expected at some point we'd get distracted. So, yeah, back to the talk about the pros. <laughs> See, I kind of so, just play, at this point in time, Todd, I just kind of plan on there's there's certain things, <laughs> you know, from from my experience of doing shows, podcasts, you know, I don't. So listeners, you get an inside scoop. Todd is, too. Um, he's a longtime supporter. So I feel comfortable saying, hey, Todd, hang on a second. Let's talk about this. Um, so I don't go off a script. I have a few notes I have and I, I have some ideas in hand, you know, somebody like you, I kind of already, we already know what we're going to talk about kind of, but, um, I don't go off a script, but I have some general thoughts in mind. And then I just let you do the, the talking and I ask the questions and go from, go on from where you give me information. I don't want to miss out on something interesting, right? If some, if I have a guest that says, and this and this and this and, he gives me a little nugget. I don't want to go on to my next question. It's like, Hey, stop, wait. But then sometimes I have to be flexible and be like, okay, we're going off on a tangent. I have to remember that we were going to talk about that. So this is one of those times. So now I have to, after 10 minutes of just us talking about stuff, let's talk about the pros. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I told we you a- inside scoop right there. <laughs> Um, it, it, I think it's great this way because then it just sort of happens, you know. Yeah, like, exactly. Whatever. Happens. Yep. Um, so the pros are great. We uh, we you know, we've got these big cash purses. They're equal payout cash purses. Um, the pros have two stages of riding, or at that point, no, it's just straight up racing for them. The amateurs we call it riding because most are just trying to finish. But for the pros, it's a legit race, and um, they race on Friday evening. Uh, they have a downtown fat tire criterium. That route, that course, it's, you know, one mile, uh, pretty much quintessential road crit, but on mountain bikes with at least a one and a half inch or wider tire. So they move a little slower, um, but it's equally just as action packed because most of these pro mountain bikers know how to dice it up on the road, too. And um, and the whole thing runs right down Main Street. So if you can picture, you know, like I said, beer garden all around crit, um, but also the main stage is in, is in one of the key turns. I think it's like the what the the ninth turn out of ten. So that that home stretch sprint is going to be they go d- directly at the the main stage, beer garden all around, and then hang a hard right at the stage and uh, and go to the finish line. So the amount of energy in that one spot is kind of ridiculous. Um, I, I think it's going to be <laughs> I think it's going to be impressive. Uh, Christoph Souser. Um, he, he's come to the whiskey offer the last couple of years and he commented that our crit there was one of the most high energy, well attended crits he's ever raised. I think we're about to rival that, um, in a big way. Yeah. Cause we're just setting the stage for this madness to ensue in this spot. Right. Um, so that I'm pretty excited about that part of the pro racing. 
but also if you stand in the right spot downtown, you can see, I'd say a minimum of three, if not upwards of like four different um, areas that the pros will be racing to crit. So you can just pivot, like just turn around and watch, you know, in different directions and see intersections that are passing through around you and stuff, which is pretty cool. That's one of the hardest um, things I've ever, I've done racing a mountain bike. And I haven't, I've never raced cyclocross, which people say is pretty, you know, that's, it's intense, very intense. Um, but I did the second year I did the whiskey off road. I did the, I raced in the pro race. So I raced that crit on Friday night. I was, I had no idea. I had no idea how hard it was. I was so done from 10, I don't even know, five minutes of racing. I was done. Yeah. But yeah. So it's so cool to be able to watch. The are, they're 20 minutes plus three laps. So they're really fast. I mean, there's no, you know, like uh, the one thing that's very different from a road crit, those things are like two hours or something like that for the pros, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, this is like high energy, hit it and split it. Like get in, get out, move on, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but, Maybe one of the novel parts, um, before the pros race, uh, the women, then the men, uh, 20 minutes plus three laps for each of them. We do a two-lap clunker crit for anyone that wants to show up. Um, a lot of times families are there. Um, a lot of people are dressed up. And uh, and it's two laps, have a blast. Uh, there's so many different types of bikes, tall bikes, long bikes, you know, tassels and spoky dokies and everything else spread throughout. I think I think the, the clunker crit last year in Grand Junction had over like – I want to say around a hundred riders, maybe 125. Wow. So it's awesome because the bike community there, uh, which is strong between Fruta and Grand Junction and Palisade, there's a really great uh, mountain bike and bike community there. And, and they come out and, and droves for Grand Junction off-road weekend, which is cool. And, and I think in, in particular that clunker crit, you know, they, the community kind of spreads out, right? Some of them ride in the event, some of them volunteer at the event, some of them just party for the weekend. Some of them run a lot of the local businesses, um, you know, so they're, they're kind of all doing something that weekend celebrating it. But for the clunker crit, it's like everybody stops what they're doing. They hop on their bike, they decorate their paper plate, uh, which is, you know, there's a decorating station from one of our sponsors, local, you know, local proud Rocky Mountain health plans, pretty cool company. Um, and, and then it's just, you know, a party on wheels for two laps, which is kind of cool. So, um, Friday night, stage one of the pro racing that determines the fate of the lineup for stage two, which is on Sunday morning. So the idea is that Friday evening, everybody shows up Friday afternoon, they do their pack of pickup and stuff. Um, and then they, you know, settle in and, uh, and watch the, the criteriums in the evening and then watch the, um, you know, big Sam's funky nation that night for music and then kind of call it a night. Um, there's a lot of good restaurants downtown to pick from, uh, Ben 707 is a fantastic one. And then, um, and then Saturday morning, all the amateurs go out and get their ride on. And, you know, they suffer for the morning. Some of them, it lasts all day. And, and, um, and then by the time they're done, they, they're ready to reward themselves and, and go out and just have a blast. Like, they've earned their right to party, basically. And, you know, they come back to live bands playing and everything. So there's already people all over the place. And uh, Saturday night, burn it down with shaky graves. And then Sunday, Sunday morning, shaking off whatever it might be, whether it's, you know, the shaky graves show or the hangover that might have been part of that. You know, who knows? But Sunday morning is stage two for the pros. And um, and they're they're like a tracer bullet. Those guys and girls go really fast. Uh, you know, the amateurs are spread out all across the day, right? Some of them finish in three and a half, four hours. Some of them finish in eight hours. But the pros, it's like, you know, first one's done in three hours. Last one's done in four hours and uh, or four and a half total, maybe. And and it's, you know, it's a it's something to see. Because the racing that plays out, you know, we're able to announce it as it as it unfolds during the day uh, over the MC downtown, and people can go out on the course and spectate in key areas, and it's 
it's pretty darn cool, man. It's pretty darn cool. So then that sort of wraps it up on Sunday morning though. Um, while, you know, so they've got, they're done around noon and then that's sort of the weekend. Then you go out and ride Palisade Rim Trail on your way home to the front range or something. But, but also while the pros are racing, the, uh, the kids rides happen too. And there's a one and a four grand. So the one grand is hilarious because it's all the little kids on tikes and trikes or, or, you know, tricycles and, and kick bikes and stuff like that. And, um, and that's like, it's like Barney Rubble, you know, Barney and Wilma, like pushing their kick, their kick bike everywhere. It's, it's pretty cute. Yeah. And, and even if you don't have kids, just watching that group doing that, like when you see three, four or five, whatever, I don't know what ages, but when you yeah. see a bunch of like three, four year olds doing, doing kick bikes, racing each other and getting into it. It's, it's, it's pretty fun. Cool. Yeah. It's, it, it's like the, the scary thing is as adults, we might look the same. Like we're, they're just so exactly. happy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they're just so happy, you know, like their smiles are ear to ear. And, and, you know, of course the parents are extremely proud of them and, um, you know, Shimano sponsored it. So all the kids get a, a medal, a little finisher medallion, which is cool. And they have number plates and everything. So the one grand is neat. They go out and back pretty simple. Uh, the four grand, they go down to the Colorado River. They get to ride on the river path, cool. which all the all the funds that come in through the kids ride, I think it's $10. Uh, and we'll, we offer scholarships. Anybody that you know, isn't inclined to pay the entry, don't worry about it. But um, all the funds raised, 100% of the funds that come in from the kids ride go straight to the Riverfront Foundation, which is restoring the riverfront. You know, So it's cool. There's a really nice path. It's good views. And um, it's a neat experience. It's really neat. So the kids go, and then the pros come back, and it's... You know, it's nuts, but the pros are racing for $30,000 on Sunday and it's an equal purse. So we, we introduced the cash purse to our events maybe four years ago or so. And we've been equal pay uh, since the beginning. And even though our women's field is a little bit light right now, um, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, we do, do hope that in time, you know, more female pros do show up and, and toe the line because I think that they'd have a really good time chasing some serious cash. Uh, we pay 12 deep. Coincidentally, we have 12, 12 women registered right now. So as long as for the pro women that show up can finish, then they're all on the money. It's kind of nice. Um, and then the men, we've got a bumper crop. Um, we've got 34 guys registered. Um, some key names on both sides. The women, uh, her first time at the event, Katarina Nash, who races for the Loon Chicks. Um, we've got a few girls from Stands No Tubes. Uh, Sarah Grant, who just had a great event at the Whiskey Off-Road and is also the current national marathon national champion. So she's going fast these days. Sarah Kaufman and Jenny Smith. Um, Jenny, of course, being from Gunnison and having some top finishes there the last two years also in Grand Junction. So could see good showing from all of them. Uh, Amy Beisel coming from Gunnison. That's close by. So we're almost in her backyard. She probably has a little bit of home court advantage. And, uh, and Gretchen Reeves, this is her first time. I'm really excited that she's there. Um, she's had a conflict with Park City Point to Point, which we're glad to get away from Labor Day weekend so that we're not creating conflict for people anymore on that weekend. Um, Gretchen, of course, is always a threat, so be interesting to see how she does. Always a threat. She's been a threat as long as I've, well, as long as I was kind of out in Colorado. So, yeah, she's constantly there. Totally. Um, and then on the guys side, we've got some, some returning champions. Fernando Pez is going to be there and Ben Sontag, um, both past winners of years one and two or two and one, I guess, accordingly. Um, Todd Wells, current national marathon national champion. He's going fast. Um, Alex Grant, Chris Snedden, Chris Baddock. Baddock, of course, has been on the podium two years in a row already at this event. So and he's always a, he's, he's pretty consistent with those events. Seems yeah, he shows up. He does, and I think that he's got a personal affinity for the Grand Junction off road. He really digs the uh, 
the technical features in it. And I think it, you know, the thought provoking nature of that, the writing. Um, so I suspect that, you know, and he seems to be going fast this year. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him on the podium again too. Yeah. It's always uh, good to, in a side note on that one too, it's always good to uh, read his race reports. It's very well spoken yeah. and has a good perspective on things. Yeah. So. I think, is he, is he British? Where's he from? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yep. So when you read his reports, you kind of got to put the accent on. Right, right, right. <laughs> he's a cool, he's a nice guy. So I, I, I like to give him a mention. So yeah, he is. He's very um, he's very uh, calm and collected, and he's really uh, a good you know, good guy. He's, he's been really nice to. He's he's offered a lot of advice or feedback for us about our events, which has been helpful too over yeah. the years. Cool. So another part of this pro equation that you know it's hard to hard to paint the picture in words, but you know maybe. Maybe I'll do some justices that there's going to be, I suspect we'll be around, you know, 50, 60 pros total by the time we get to event weekend. And so what that means is like when you go out to dinner on a Friday night or Saturday for lunch, wherever it might be, like wherever you go, there's going to be pro mountain bikers there. And you'll know because as a mountain biker, you look over and they're like these gaunt, very fit you know, <laughs> um, guys and girls that are like, maybe the girls aren't gaunt, but they're fit, you know? Yeah, and, right, right. and so it's a chance to sort of interact with them. And like, if nothing less, it gives you perspective as to what someone of their fitness level can do on a course compared to yourself, but also like just sitting and talking with them, you know, getting a little bit of appreciation for the commitment they have to the sport or, you know, poking them and, and asking them for like tips, ride tips, you know, like butter knife is no, it's no, um, no walk in the park, you know? So like, you know, what, what do they suggest? What's their recommendations or like, you know, Andy's trail, like, you know, is there a good place to, you know, a good way to navigate any of the different technical features or places to focus on on the trail ahead or something like that? Like they're, you know, these aren't, uh, they're not the NBA. They're not all-stars like that. They're, they're all-star athletes of mountain biking. So they're very approachable people. And it goes back to that comment about the expo, like go talk to people, talk to the pros too. Like they would be glad to sit and, and chat it up and tell you about, you know, their thoughts on, the R and D they do for all the big manufacturers when they're pushing the boundaries of these parts that we all use day to day. So I think is, you know, is, is one by really a good idea or not, or you know, stuff like that. I, I think you'll find that a lot of times they're probably just as nervous talking to other people as you are to approach them. You know, because totally. if you, if you go up to them, they're like, Oh, you want to talk with me? <laughs> Why? You know? So, um, it, it's just very, my, you know, back to that point is mountain bike, generally for the most part a very large percentage are very approachable yeah so yeah totally they're great they're good people just you know yeah. they're humans put their pants on one leg at a time <laughs> right exactly <laughs> yes <laughs> so um the other you know something that i sort of alluded to earlier but if you're bringing friends and family you know as far as the family side of it uh the kids rides are great the clunker crit's really entertaining whether they ride in it you ride in it as a family or you just watch it together um, the downtown venue, Main Street has uh, like soft play areas throughout it. So literally, you can walk up to a soft play area and, and just like turn your kid loose. You know, like um, it's a really fun Main Street. Grand Junction uh, renovated their Main Street. Yeah, it's probably been a decade, decade ago, but it's really uh, a pleasant environment. You know, like tree, lined with trees and you mentioned the play areas and lots of local stores. You're not going to find like a Starbucks, you know? <laughs> um, so lots of local flavor and character and stuff. Um, and then the national monument is out there too. And that's a, it's, it's an incredible experience. So if you go there with your family, 
uh, it's worth driving it. It's you know, maybe a 12 mile drive or something like that. And it's just gorgeous. Uh, and if you're there alone or with your buddies, um, and you bring your, you know, if you want to go for a spin, then go ride the national monument. It's gorgeous. It's maybe one of the nicest road rides in the world, in my opinion. Um, and then of course all the wineries, there's 80 wineries there. So, you know, 80? it's, spring- yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's springtime. It's tasting time. Basically. So that means it's barrel tasting time. So, Go to the wineries. Uh, Canyon Wind is they all of our all of our participants receive a wine glass when they finish. Um, all of the top finishers, top five, receive a, a custom bottle of, of Canyon Wind uh, wine, and it's you know, it's locally sourced wine that's etched and it says the finishing place and stuff on it. And it's got the event logo. It's it's a really pleasant presentation, and it's good for drinking or it's good for letting age too, you know, as a as a trophy. But um, yeah, the whole the whole wine country. Like a lot of people don't even know it exists out there, but it's gorgeous. Like it's flanked by these massive geological structures that are just you know, the stuff that you're riding throughout the weekend too. So it's a neat way to experience that environment, you know, yeah. um, to know that you've ridden these hills around it and then you're in the middle of drinking the fruits of it. It's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely uh sounds like a pretty unique experience. Yeah. So yeah. is there anything else, uh, we kind of hit on all the all the stuff going on. Is there anything else you want to mention before we wrap this up? No, I think okay. you know, like join us. Um, Just there. we can have some we can have some fun. Do you want to do a, a promo code for all listeners of Mountain Bike Radio? I don't know. Can we? $10 off registration. What is it? Ten dollars off registration. All right, hell yeah, let's do it. So what what do we should we? Uh, do you have something that we could tell them on the air, or is that something we have to? Put in the show no. notes. We could tell them on there. What do you want the code to be? It's uh, got to be something simple. How about it's, it's case sensitive? So whatever we do, M- it's either up or roll. M M B R capital M capital B capital R. I like that. All right. All right. So promo so, code. Go to registration, which you can go to epicrise.com, Click on the registration and type in M B R when you go to checkout. Right. Yeah. All right. Ten dollars right there. Ten dollars. I know, you know, I, you know, you know that I appreciate mountain bike radio a lot, but I can't tell you enough. Like I drive, I, a lot of us here drive so much cause we've got to go all the different ven- event venues and, and spend a lot of time in meetings and stuff like that. And, and the driving is made a thousand times better having podcasts to listen to as we drive around. It's, it's fun. It's a really good way to interact with the mountain bike community and see what's going on and, so I appreciate everything you do. It's fantastic. Man. Awesome. That that's uh you're making me blush behind the microphone <laughs> here. No, I no, thank you. I appreciate it. That's cool. Um so yeah. So listeners, just a reminder, you can go to epicrides.com. That gets you all the information. Uh follow along with the Grand Junction specifically on Facebook. You can go to Facebook.com slash Grand Junction Off Road. That'll get you all the updates there. Uh Twitter, you guys are Epic Rides. And Instagram, Epic Rides. Uh, so check all those out because they do a great job of doing all updates and information. Basically, you should have no questions is my point. <laughs> so, all right, cool. So, Todd, uh, that'll do it. So thank you. Cool. And thank you all listeners for tuning in to another episode of Inside Mountain Bike Radio. <laughs>